to another episode of the Snap No Tap podcast. And of course we got Joe and it looks like Martin's here. I, I gave Martin a Zoom meeting, a Zoom lesson the other day. And I know he was going out of town for meetings for a couple of weeks in New York. We're going to continue our training while he's in New York, but I didn't know he was going to be on the podcast. Um, so welcome to, you know, once again, I have to say it, probably the greatest Polish person Um you know, of all time. I mean, you could argue that it may have been Bobby Vinton, um, but we're not going to get into that. But yeah, Martin's here. That's great. Uh, and we're actually going to discuss today how to train when you're out of town. Welcome, Joe Cardinal. Talk a little bit, baby. Hey, well, uh, when we get started before, how did the seminar go? Oh, you mean last week's seminar? Yeah. Uh, I thought it went very well. So I gave them a little introduction to... Um, some submissions the first seminar we didn't cover any of that um but again this is a progression it was a really good one uh what happens in seminars uh and i'm glad you actually brought this up sometimes somebody will do something right either accidentally or they're not cooperating so i have to kind of veer and do something that really i wasn't planning on doing and that's the benefit of people going to seminars. And that's why I wish more and more would turn out because you think, okay, you watch my videos, but videos are static, okay? When we do a video series, we have an idea of what we want to cover. And there's really no variations. Whereas when you're live at a seminar, somebody may do something and I'll say, well, here's how you handle that situation. So for example, this other day, last week, uh, one guy was more advanced. The other guy was a beginner as far as grappling. So the more advanced guy tried to do a fancy move, right, to counter what we were supposed to be drilling. And and that's not good. I mean, you really need to just do what the drilling is, you know, what, what the technique is. Because obviously, you know, you, you can do a million things when you know what's coming. Countering is easy. So anyway, I showed him, okay, why don't you do that to me, what you just did to him. Do it to me. And I snuffed him. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of snuffed it. So we went off on that little tangent, and I stopped everybody from practicing, and I said, okay, look, um, this gentleman did this. I might as well show you what to do if somebody tries to do that jiu-jitsu move and how you can squ you know, squash it. Um, so that's the beautiful thing about seminars because it taps into my – you know me, I'm all about improvising, uh, and I tap into that, whereas when you're filming a video series – you know, everybody's going to, you know, they're cooperating and it, it's all like pre-planned. Whereas a seminar, it's a little more live. 
So it, it, it really went well. I thought so. Um, it's a difficult scenario to coach in because there's no air conditioning for a lot of people. It's, it's warm, it's hot, and you really, 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 really sweat. Um, and that's a good thing because you learn. A lot of people who, who do what they call no-gi grappling, um, they train in um, air conditioning or very nice settings. But when you're wet, you know, when you're sweated up, you start to realize you got to improve your grips, you know, and, and, and that's why these thumbless grips don't work a lot. Cause you know, they, you, you slide off, you got to get that, you know, that C grip so you can have a hook here, a handle. And, you know, when I was a kid growing up, my house, we never had air conditioning. Radvan never had air conditioning. So sweating was just the natural part of it. Um, and of course the old timers going back to the 1800s, 1900s and so on, naturally they didn't have it either. It makes a difference. So yeah, a uh, long, long answer, but yeah, it was a great seminar. And I, that's one of the things I like about seminars, you know, because somebody will do something and I'll say, Oh, by the way, okay. You see how this person did this? They're having a problem. Well, this is how we correct that. And you can't do that on a video series because you know, you don't have the interaction. Well, I'll, um, yeah, I'll, I'll second that point because, and I think that's a very important point because even people who have gone to your seminars before, every opportunity they get to see you live, you know, no, no two seminars are the same, I guess. You could have two wrist lock, top wrist lock seminars and still get new details. In my well, opinion. that's exactly what happened because I showed a modification. It's, it's, it's an X grip. It's a cross grip. Okay, I can't, it's this, basically. I can't really show it because I'm by myself. And uh, Chuck May, somebody was because people, then people pair off, and then Chuck watches, and I I go through everybody. I watch him. I go to, and Chuck's like, I never seen this before. I, I never seen you do this before. Well, no, um, because there's a lot of stuff that nobody's seen me do before because it's you know. But yeah, you're right. The more the seminars, no, no two seminars are alike. That's why Javier used to want to always be at my seminars or film stuff because. You know, it, it, it's it's truly improvisation. It's like a jazz musician, okay? Um, I've known a lot of jazz guys, and many times I'll ask them, play such and such a song, let's say Satin Dollars, Secret Love. And I, I'll never tire of hearing it because every time they play it, it's, it's different, okay? They do different things. And that's how I've always fought. I'm always different. I'm, I'm improvising and... And I wish everybody was like that, you know, where they you can just make these adjustments and modifications. But so many people learn by the book, right? Like rote memory. And uh, it's like a paint by numbers thing. And I'm not like that. So when is the next one? August 20th. This sun, uh, I think that's the third Sunday. So it's August 20th, same location. Uh, uh, the, the What is it called? Naperville Central College. Um, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., you know, so two hours. But people are there before then. I obviously get there before then. So you don't have to walk in the door at 10 o'clock. Get there a little early, warm up, stretch, or talk to me if you want, um, which I do a lot of that. And, like, Chuck has a group, and they work out. I don't know what time they get there. You can contact Chuck May. But um, so I watch them. 
And, you know, that's really critical for me because then I can see where, what people are doing right, what people are doing wrong. And it, it can change the course of my seminar for that day. Meaning I may have an outline where I want to teach something, but if I see a major issue here with people doing things improperly, we'll start off on that. Okay. Before I forget. So we'll start off on it. Um, but it's really a great thing because I'm trying to make a logical progression with these seminars. Now, the next seminar will be, we ran long on this one. Um, next seminar will be back to the way I want it to be structured, where we'll do some review at the end. I always open up for questions and answers at the end. Um, and, and it's great because you can't go much longer. Two hours is intense, especially in that environment and it's it's because otherwise you get information overload yeah that seems to be about the sweet spot you know because you go longer and people are just not going to retain stuff no and in 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 the conditions in there like i say there you have to be real careful especially in the summertime because it's it's warm in there and um you don't want to have any health issues but yeah it's uh it's a great bunch of people, a good group. Uh, and we're, like I say, we're trying to expand it. We're trying to get out the word, you know, people write me about wanting to train with me locally. They, they don't want to drive to where I live. Well, this is their chance. Come to the seminar at least once a month. Um, you know, I'm sorry to sound like a little asshole here, but you've got to put in some effort, you know, I mean, you can't have this, you know, I'm not an Amazon deliverer. You know, Amazon doesn't deliver me to your doorstep. So you've got to put in a little bit of effort to at least show up at the seminars. It's not that far of a drive, especially for somebody like you, Joe. And it's I took a different route this time, and it was absolutely beautiful, uh, the drive that this took me through. Um, and, you know, it's a nice area. I, I saw parts of Naperville that I never saw before. This is more or less residential. For me, it's it's nice. It's 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 different than where I live is is rural, rural, but there it's like it's city, but it's it's really like the picture postcard of suburbia in America. And year after year, like Naperville, is always either number one or in the top five of best places to live in the United States. It's a nice town. Well, that's the other thing too is it's kind of like a nice location in the sense that like after people do these seminars, they could get something to eat or hang out. Like, you know, they're in a nice location, you know, they can do their seminar and then they can do something with the rest of their, their afternoon. So yeah. And it's free parking and, you know, and, and I'm hoping to get with Josh Pacini and Jason Bender and do a seminar at their schools. If I could do one a month at their schools, which are more on the North side. And actually it's strategic because Josh's is mainly Northwest side. And Jason's is north side. Um, so, you know, it, it would be kind of nice. I don't know anybody that, that has a Chicago south side location, but Naperville would kind of be the one southwest, I guess. But that would be great. And I, we, could, we could start spreading this um, again, uh, you know, and get it cranking by no September. I'm going to leave that in your hands, Joe, because you – you contact these people, Josh and Jason, and, you know, really start to get the ball rolling before the weather turns. Um, although we'll continue to do this even in, in, in bad weather, but I just want to, I'd like to get it started 
uh, in the late summer and, and fall at these other locations. But the, the thing with seminars, no matter who you're going to, um, and I've been to like gambling seminars, you know, blackjack seminars, and I've witnessed others, you know, music, music, uh, I've been to music seminars, I guess you'd call it. They don't call them seminars. Um, my mind is drawing a blank what, what, what they call it when a musician, it's not a demo, but I, uh, I, I forgot what they call it in the music world, but it's basically a seminar where they, I once saw many years ago, a drummer named Roy Burns. I don't even know if he's alive anymore, but, uh, and that was, you know, he had his, his topic and he was doing rudiments and whatever, but then he, he, he veered off, you know, and somebody asked a question and he went off on that, you know, how do you do like a funky rumba beat? You know, he's doing, he's doing some good shit. That's what I like about coaching in a seminar more than even a video because I can interact. Yeah, and the people get to meet you and they get to feel the moves from you, uh, which is like worth its weight in gold. And so they, they can sign up either at DuPage Krav Maga. I think they're, ho- they're kind of the host. Or they can contact you through your website too, right? To, to sign up if they. Well, need they to. can. Well, they can contact me, and I can I can get the appropriate. I mean, it's pretty easy. You show up if you haven't been there before. You <laughs> sign a you sign a waiver, paid Chuck, and then Chuck pays me. Um, I think it's cheaper if they sign up in advance. Maybe no, I don't know. It, no, it's no, not, no, no. It's it's it's. I don't I don't think no, not at all. So it's just you know Chuck handles most of that um, or all of it. Uh, I just have a couple people that I personally know. They just, they pay me through uh, Venmo or whatever, but um, no, it's, 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 it's a great thing, you know, uh, and you're with a bunch of great people in a world-class location. I mean, they've had that, that's a heavy duty wrestling room. This is not some rinky dink thing. Okay. It's reminiscent of Triton, although Triton had the track going around it and everything. Um, This, this is hardcore. And they actually even have an old picture of some old guy doing some old catch move. He wasn't doing it properly. I pointed that out. He had his legs scissored improperly, but it was one of those. I've seen the photo before, but they had that on the wall, which is great. All the banners. And they last time last week, there was two college kids working out a female. She was very quick. She had a good snatch single. She was getting in on and turning the corner real fast. I don't think she spoke English. I may be wrong because I tried to say something to her and, she smiled, but didn't. And then her shirt had something in the back that looked to me uh, looked like it was Polish, or it could have been um, Russian or, or or Ukraine. I don't know. It could have been Ukrainian. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I really, really wish everybody would would show up. There's room. I mean, like room for. Oh, I'd say you could easily get seventy five people in that place. Easy. I mean, it, it's big. Oh, yeah. Let's hope it keeps growing because we need to get this knowledge out there. The more opportunities people get to work with you, the better, you know. And like I said, no two seminars are the same. Regardless, like I said, when you have a live instructor, you're going to get some new details. So even the guys who've come to a lot of the old workshops, it's you know, it's in your best interest to get out there again. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad we got a chance to plug that. I think it's super important, not just obviously for you and your business, but just for keeping the knowledge out there. So, very excited that these are happening and you're right we need to grow these into the city too as well so i'll be working on that so um but we did want to talk about something so martin 
is on the road and that kind of uh, gave you an idea for a topic, right? About training while uh, traveling. Yeah. Martin's been out in the sun too much. He's, he's really dark. I can't even see him anymore. <laughs> I can't even recognize him. Um, I got so dark. I disappeared into the shadows. Oh no, no, that's the way to be. That's stealth. That's ninja shit. Okay. That's ninja catch. No. Uh, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people travel, uh, and what I mean by traveling is even on your day-to-day job, okay? You might be a salesman on the road uh, or, or, or some, some jazz like that because uh, when I was looking for work, which I give up, I gave up, by the way, because I'm not getting any responses to any of my applications. But a lot of it was uh, commission sales where you don't make a penny. You got to drive all over the universe. Well, that you can't – it's not economical. But there's things that you can do. I remember – like if you have a partner, uh, Luthes used to say that when they would travel via car between wrestling venues, <coughs> excuse me, he'd pull over to the side of the road, drop his partner off, and drive down the road looking at his odometer about three miles and then pull the car over and park. And then in the meantime, the guy that he dropped off, the other wrestler would run, run the three miles. Until he caught up to the car or whatever it could be any amount of miles you want to do and then then lou would get out of the car and the guy would drive off three miles or whatever the predetermined thing is and uh and do that okay and that that's an interesting way of doing uh of doing stuff you know uh when you when you travel like martin's in in the big you know in the big city now he's in new york city he's in midtown manhattan so doing road work you know, can be difficult if if not if if not outright dangerous. Uh, so sometimes, you know, trying to find a little suburban venue, and you now that we all have Google, you can map all that stuff out and just get a course. You know, go up and down streets. Uh, another thing that Lou used to do in the car. See, I never talked about this stuff with Stanley Robin because when I started, I was a kid. You know, I I I couldn't drive. Lou would grab a hold of the steering wheel and use, you know, and curl himself up like an isometric, but you're curling while you're doing that this way, grip on top, do it that way, like a reverse curl while you're driving. Okay. Um, and use a lot of tension, almost like a Charles, Charles Atlas kind of thing. Um, one thing that Stanley Rodvon did point out to me, and I'm not by any means claiming that he invented this. But this would work out even for Martin because Martin drove from Chicago to New York. Is um, while you're driving, find a road with a very slight grade and put your car in neutral and start pushing the car. Okay. Go forward like this and then turn your back to the car and start going with your legs that way. Just start pushing your car physically, um, working on that. And if you really want to get creative and you, and you have, and you have the ability to do it, get a, you can rig this up where you can get a rope, big, thick, like a climbing rope, rig it to the axle. If you can get under there and pull, pull the car. Uh, Ravon talked about doing that a lot, rope pulls. And I told him, I said, I can't, I don't have a rope to, I mean, I can't, you know, I didn't have a ceiling. I didn't have a gymnasium is basically what I was trying to say. Pull the car with the rope. 
And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And it, well, the guy was kind of, and I'm like, yeah, but man, that's going to tear up my hands. You don't use your hands. You use your mouth. Cause he, <laughs> yeah. Cause he would have, he had that specially made mouthpiece. He pulled the shit with his mouth, with his teeth. Don't try that people. You have to have a special mouthpiece that goes to the roof of your mouth. Otherwise you'll, pull your teeth out you know but yeah oh he was a brute with it oh he was so strong and deadly it was the toughest man i ever saw um but yeah so those were those are a couple of things that you can do now i want to get martin's input on this but before martin speaks there's sometimes a i know a lot of people want to do these what they call drop-ins now okay you drop in at somebody's gym and normally it's a jujitsu gym obviously because there's no catch schools there's jujitsu schools and in, in in and of itself, that's that's not not a bad thing. But you know, I want and if you choose to do that, if there's some jujitsu guy or some gym, you know, that you want to check it out, please do. Just know that you're you're when in Rome, you got to do as the Romans do. You're not signing up for a private lesson. You got to follow along. And and many times, the the class that night may not be exactly what you're looking to do. So, I'm going to talk once we get Martin on here and and explain some some exercises that I think are very critical that everyone should do when they travel uh and all you really need is 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 a bedroom or something a hotel room will suffice right so the thing that we were talking about with Joe and by the way like the, the dropping classes have become a ridiculous business venture because I used to drop into uh, like CrossFit classes when I travel and it used to be 25 bucks and went up to like 40. So, and when we used to like drop into jujitsu classes to roll around with guys around Chicago area, it was free. They were just happy to have more partners. So I think like the whole drop in concept has gotten to be very um, exclusive. You know what I mean? Like so widespread that everybody's welcome anymore you got to pay a lot of money and like you said it might not be exactly what you're looking for um but going back to what you were talking about a hotel room a lot of the, the crossfit um workouts are designed for people that are on the road and they always involve uh, dumbbells because typically a hotel gym will have dumbbells they might, they might not have anything else so maybe you could also talk about some exercises that you could do if you have access to a decent rack of dumbbells well, before we get to the rack of dumbbells, um, because I, well, you travel more than I do. The hotels that I used to be put up in, or motels, let's get specific here, didn't even have a gym. Or if they did, it was basically one treadmill. Uh, well, they might have a treadmill, a bicycle, and one universal machine. Okay, so dumbbells aren't, aren't even an option. But what you want to try to find. And even if it's in in the hallway, like a fire exit, as long as it's not a locked door where you're, you're prohibited, but find a doorway that has a molding where you have a little bit of a depth on it and just put your fingertips on there. Go this way and do your pull-ups and then turn around and go this way and do your curls, your, pull, uh, your chin-ups, and that will be better. Than, and don't do these bullshit CrossFit things okay because that that's just uh it's a that is not a i oh i oh man oh i triggered you (laughs) oh it's a these they should be shut down i'm sorry shut this shit down because man that's not even you're not doing anything but using momentum you're going to injure yourself and you're not even doing a goddamn 
chin up or pull up. Okay. It's just all this, you know, boom, boom. I mean, come on. Who, that's just insane. But they do it because it, it, it's easy to do. And, you know, the numbers get up there. You know, it's like bouncing a bar off the bench. You know, you're, you're pounding, you're bouncing it and shit. But seriously, just get work, do that. Okay. Um, that's really, really cool. Another thing that you can do, like in Martin's case, this is specific for Martin because he drove and he's going to be there for a couple of weeks, is they make those portable chin-up bars that are, uh, they clamp into the doorways is what they do. <clears throat> and they're not permanently mounted. They're just temporary. You can, if, if, again, if you're driving and you're going to be a while, bring one of those and you can, you, you can do your chin-ups that way and your pull-ups as well. Um, and then if, if you do have access, uh, to the dumbbells, uh, do some with their, look this up on the internet. So it'll be easier for you to look this up, but do what's called Zotman curls. They're very good curls. Do hammer curls, do obviously your regular curls, do your reverse curls. But here's the thing everybody's strength is different and you're probably not going to have a big rack. Okay. Not like at my old gym where we, we, well, we went all the way up to 150 pound dumbbells. Um, you're going to have to, you're going to have to just do, um, very, very strict. Uh, let me see if there's a way that I could show you this. Uh, actually, if you watch my worth the weight video, uh, I'm on a preacher bench, but you can modify this, okay? Um, you don't have to use a preacher bench, but I was at Triton when I did this. And I'm all the way sprawled out. So, like, I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be a fight. I don't know if this is going to. So, I instead of, like, being here and you're doing your curls like that, all right, I'm, like, all the way, I'm, I'm all the way out. So, there's, and you know, it's just my arms, like, almost up to my armpits on that bench. but my legs are all the way out and um there's literally no way that you can use any momentum okay there's no way because you, you you put yourself in such a precarious position that you can't use because you, you know even this is a little bit of a momentum <clears throat> because when you're using very lightweight like that it's it's almost worthless of a workout um you might want to work on your endurance see if you can get 200 reps or whatever, and I'm not exaggerating. When you're talking small weights like that, you could potentially go on and on for hours, <laughs> you know, and not get fatigued. So I think in those instances, and I probably shouldn't say this because it might pop people's bubbles a, a little bit, but um, it's more of a psychological workout, okay? You're really not going to benefit physically so much, but you certainly will benefit psychologically because you did get a workout in. You did do something as opposed to just lounging around and being a couch potato. And that has benefit. Okay. Um, work your triceps, you know, make sure that you're getting strict, not like flared out kind of stuff. Like the people like to flare it out strict, keep that elbow pointing up to the sky and just, you know, get, get those extensions going. Um, everything has to be uber, 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 uber strict when you're using these lightweights. Uh, just so you're, you know, really feeling something. 
Do your diamond, your tricep push-ups, elbows in really tight. Make that diamond, you know, do this. That'll really work your tries. <clears throat> It'll work your inside your pecs, inner pecs, um, you know, and and just be very careful if you're doing push-ups. Don't flare those elbows out because you will blow your shoulders out eventually. And watch your back. I knew a man, phenomenal accordionist from Cleveland. He He's probably passed away. I haven't, I haven't talked to him. His name was Tony also. I haven't talked to him in, oh, I don't think I've seen him since I lived in Chicago. So 30, over 35 years or something. He blew his back out as a young kid, young man, uh, doing push-ups. I guess he was heavy back then. And you got to watch. Watch everything. You, you don't need an injury. And then um, do your squats, your, your free squats, and your jump squats. Those are really important. You, 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 but watch. Watch the, 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 uh, the flooring. You know, if it's concrete, solid, don't do the jumps. You, you can pass on that. You don't want to injure your joints, but you can certainly do your squats. And there's a lot of shit about these squats, and it's a lot of exaggerations. But frankly, if you can do about 250 squats a day, you're fine. You don't need to go more than that. You don't. We used to do it. Um, I used to do that thing where everybody would do a 1,000 squats by the time they left training with me in one week, and they did. Um, so it kind of takes the mystique out of it, but it's just, you know, get to 250 or maybe 500. That's just enough. Um, <clears throat> you got to watch for repetition, repetitive stress injuries and, 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 and watch again, watch your butt when you're doing that, those squats, don't stick it out. And, and like, for those of you who like, don't like, don't arch like this. See, my my back is arched. That's the money shot for the... Uh, yeah, the yeah, right. This is the money shot, man. Don't do this. Do this. Keep your buttocks in. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make the rounds. This should go viral now. But yeah, it's all about form. More people get hurt and they blame the exercise. When it's not the exercise itself, it's you. Okay? You did something. Now, not always. Sometimes... Like when I was when I blew this arm out working the grip, it wasn't the machine that did. It was just it was just time. My my body is just it had too much. I was going, you know, you know me with the heavy, heavy, heavy shit. That's dangerous. It's not the exercise. It's not the machine. It was the amount of weight. Um. So, running is good, but I believe in wind sprints like intervals. So you can really get a good workout in, in one mile, let's say one mile, if you're not just jogging one mile. But if you're sprinting as hard as you can and then walk in it or jogging slow for, so sprint, let's say, no more than 150 meters. You, you, you can't go more than that at top speed, um, really. I mean, even at the, well, you might, if you're trained, you could probably go 200 meters. Uh, but whatever, 150, 100, 150, depends on your, your level of fitness, sprint as fast as you can. And then jog the next one, the next 100 or 150. And then sprint again, and then jog again. And really get your workout in that way. Or run, if you just want to jog, jog and then stop somewhere, do your jumps, 
on grass, do do some sprawls. Uh, that's road work. You know, if you if you walk past a tree that's got a horizontal branch, jump on it, grab it. You know, start doing some chin ups. Um, do some uh, what do you call it? Handstand push ups if you're if you're capable of doing that. If not. Start slow, like put your hands on the floor and put your feet on the bed, okay, of the hotel room. Um, knowing Joe, like make sure the stripper's not in the bed. Get her out of the bed before you do this, so you're not, you know, hurting her in any way, shape, or form. But once she's and gone, you have to pay extra for that. So yeah, yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, you'll pay all right. Um, but these are these are serious stuff. These are there's so much that you can do. Um, dips. This is another thing I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> if you can get a chair, you might have a desk chair, okay? You know, like a regular chair chair. And you could probably ask the office, can you get another chair? You know, I need two chairs. And they'll accommodate you. And get, like, so the seat parts are for, facing out that way. You're in between the backs of the chairs and start doing your dips, okay? Um terrific exercise you know i used to dip a lot when i was benching heavy you know i love to do my dips with weights weighted dips um and that's something too that you can do it this this sounds hokey but get your suitcase load it up with all your shit or whatever you can fit in there tie it get a rope tie the handle or whatever tie it around you or if you have a backpack load it up Okay, um, throw the dumbbells, if you can get them, throw the dumbbells down in, in, in that backpack. If you're doing push-ups down in the gym, put, the, put, put weights in the backpack and, and, and start doing your push-ups that way or your dips uh, or your squats. You know, there's, there's ways of always getting in some sort of a workout. Try to do one-legged squats. If you're having a problem with that, hold on to something. Get your balance. Not a big deal. And do one-legged squats. Make sure you do equal amounts, right and left side. Um, and, of course, you can do your bridges, your neck bridges. No reason to not do your neck bridges. Or do the isometrics, you know, like this in all four directions. Or do the static holds that I showed. You know, put something on your forehead. Put a towel and put something with some substance, some weight. Um, and, and work your isometric uh you know, static, I should say, your static holds. Um, <clears throat> do an Atlas chair or Hercules chair, as I used to call it. Put your foot back up against the wall. Make sure your legs are at a 90 degree and just hold it for time. This was all part of the workouts that you guys used to have to. Well, I don't know about you, Joe, but Martin and all those had to do that shit. Man, your legs will get strong and, and endurance. You'll get that physical endurance. Um, these are just things that people tend to forget when they think of calisthenics, they think about maybe just push-ups and jumping jacks, but there's so many more. Plus there's variation. Put your arms out in different positions when you're doing your push-ups. Um, but just watch, don't go like this. Don't get those elbows out. Try not to go in a top wrist lock position. Okay. Because that's, that's going to hurt your, your shoulders. So when you're doing your push-ups like this, you know, that's a top wrist lock position. Okay. So you got to watch for that. But something like this is not a top wrist lock position, and it it works well. I'm sorry for those who aren't watching this on YouTube. You won't you won't you won't get what I'm saying. But I remember I was going to do that book. I was going to do a book on all the push-ups, 
And I thought we took some pictures, but you know, it just never, shit never materializes. Um, well, those push-ups that I had you guys do, you and Nico here in my basement, where you do your push-up and you drag yourself forward, do a push-up, boom, like a swimmer. Um, those are tough. Yeah, I had some questions um, around you, squats. Oh, you go first, Martin. Okay, uh, so my question is, what is your view on these compound um, kind of movements that involve like maybe dumbbells? So. You would do, I think in CrossFit, they call it like a thruster. So you could potentially do basically a front squat combined with dumbbells on your shoulders and then extend into a push press. And they'll have varieties of that, like, like a burpee, right? So you would, uh, holding the dumbbells, like these are lighter weight dumbbells, you would then go into a burpee, come up, go into a squat, push up into a push press. It's pretty tiring. I've done those before, but uh, do you think they're like worth it versus, you know, individual variations of those exercises? Well, you were breaking up a little bit, but I guess I get the joint. I get the, I get the idea. And there's literally nothing wrong with those, those kind of compound movements. The caveat that I have is if you're traveling or, or, or if this is a break in the way you're training, that's, I think, where you need to use it. because you're never going to ever be able to develop world-class strength in an individual element of that compound. Let me explain. Let's say you have a pair of 50-pound dumbbells, and you're doing your squats, and then you do the push press. Well, obviously, squatting with 100 pounds, isn't, that's nothing, okay? So you're not going to develop world-class squatting from there. Um, conversely, if you're only bench uh, pressing 50-pound dumbbells, um, you're not going to get super strong there either. You need to focus on your on just that, but you're not looking to build world record strength here when you're doing these compound movements. So they're fine. Just remember the biggest drawback is you're not going to be balanced. Meaning when you're incorporating your legs, your legs are generally now generally much stronger than your upper body. So something's going to suffer here, right? If you're really, really loading that up, loading the weight up your legs will get the workout but your upper body just you're going to struggle to press that weight it's not going to work conversely if you got the dumbbells where you're able to press them your legs are really not going to get much out of that as long as you understand that and as long as you work with the numbers and 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 this is an individual thing for everyone based on like their upper body balance you know what's what's because like me i was top heavy you know my upper body was much stronger than my proportionally than my legs because of my back injury. So, um, but there's literally nothing wrong to my, in my mind of doing the compound uh, motions. I just would not use that as my, as the crux of my workout routine. Rather I'd use that, um, you know, the, as a variety, uh, just like the lockouts, the heavy lockouts that I, you can't do those every workout. Those are you know, something that you do, Every six weeks, you, you throw in a week or so of, of the lockouts. I would do the same thing with this compound stuff. Work out for six weeks or so and then throw throw those in for a week or two and then go back to your, your main routine again. But that's me because I was out. I was always about developing, you know, ultimate strength. I kind of wanted to follow up on the squats. So you, you talked about a lot of varieties of squats. Um and I'm not quite, I'm quite sure how to ask this question, but 
I was kind of thinking like, okay, we talked about like doing like, you know, kind of shooting for a minimum of like 250 of body weight squats, kind of an endurance thing. Is there like a preference, but like, would it be better or do you prefer like, let's say I can do 50 jump squats. Is that better than doing 250 uh, body weight squats where I'm not jumping or, and then just mixing them up. Like, like if you were going to do a squat, a body weight squat type of exercise, would you, you know, would you tell like, well, I'm going to do some, I'm going to warm up with some just general body weight squats, then do some jump squats or maybe do some single leg squats. Like if you were going to design a squatting body weight exercise a routine, I guess, um, you know, is there, if you would you prefer mixing them up for different okay. benefits? Let's start from the very beginning here. Uh, when you mentioned 50 jump squats or 250 squats, um, I would opt for the 250 squats because jump squats, you can cheat on those. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and I, 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 I've, I've seen people cheat and I've, I've done it too. Sometimes I've, I've cheated. Um, you're not going to cheat when you're doing your regular squats. Okay. Um, so I, I would, I would work that up. I mean, for sure, try to get those 250 pounds or 250 reps. And again, if you have to hold on to say you have a footboard or a dresser or any table, if you have to hold on to the table with your hands to steady yourself or something, that's fine. <clears throat> Just get, get, get working on it. Um, now, as far as your second part of it, is it okay to mix and match stuff? It is. It's, it's, it's a variation. It is. But you, you and everyone is different. You have to set a goal here. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Let's say you want to do a thousand squats. Okay. Matt, that's your ultimate goal. Uh, okay. So you do your regular squats. And then when that's fatigue, you can't do anymore. You know, maybe, maybe the next time you do jumps or you do your one legged, your one legged squats are not going to help you get that thousand reps. Okay. If that's what you're looking for, that's a whole different world there. Um, it, it's working. A whole different it's working a lot of stabilizer muscles and a lot of different things because your balance comes into play and shit but a variety is fine just don't overdo it like let's put it this way do the trickier ones first okay do the trickier ones first because when you do your like let's say you're doing your regular squats and you're pretty burned out now, you're like fatigued, and now you're going to try to do these trickier ones, that's where you might get hurt, okay? Because your, your, your main muscles now are shot. They're dead. They're tired. They're, they're not going to be able to overcome something. So you want to work your smaller muscle groups in that regard, um, which is uh, it's different than when you're weight training, okay? Because we're talking a lot of, weight, a lot of reps here. Okay, so like when I'm lifting, I bench, well, I warm up, but I bench first. And then after my bench, then I do my um, shoulders, and then I do my triceps, and then I do my biceps. So I kind of work it down, all right? But when you're talking about like these numerical squats, you know, a lot of shit can happen when you're, when you're doing those reps of, you know, hundreds your mind wanders and, you know, you, like I say, if you get fatigued, oh, something snapped or this ain't right. So, um, 
you don't want to be so fatigued when you're starting to do these one-legged things, man, because you'll fall. <laughs> Believe me. I've done it. I've fallen. <clears throat> you don't want that. You can hit your head, especially if, well, it won't damage Martin if he hits his head, but other people, it would. <laughs> it might benefit me. It might benefit you. Yeah, why don't you try it? Why don't you run full speed into your dresser? Um, but you do have to watch that, for real. The, the, if you're in a hotel room or something, you bang your head, you fall. Watch for the edges of, of the uh, of the dresser. You don't want to poke yourself on that shit. Watch your – you really probably wear a mouthpiece, believe it or not, because you don't want to – if something happens, you don't want to break your teeth. And the last thing you want to do is get injured when you're out of town. Like, you don't know who the doctors are. You don't know anything, right? You're in trouble. So you really want to try to stay – you don't want to push it too much so you you get hurt, especially on the road. <clears throat> That's just my thoughts. Other people may, may may look at it completely differently, but I'm always about safe, trying to be safe, and then um, you know. So one other question that I had, and you kind of brought this up um, <clears throat> when you were talking about your seminar, it's like when we were working out in Triton, Triton had a brutal air conditioning system and it was in a basement. It was a beautiful gym, like you said, but it was in a basement. So it was consistently cold. I always found it very difficult, especially, you know, advancing in age to be like warm enough to feel like I'm ready for a wrestling part of the workout. Um, do you think there's like a, a fixed number that you can apply to this formula to say, you know, after so many so much time you're like warmed up enough to to uh engage in a more difficult like wrestling or boxing workout or is it like up to an individual and by the way i know that this is something that's very often um a part of the, the boxing um like in actual events they warm up they don't come out cold to these fights and there's endless controversies about fights getting delayed to throw them off their routine uh, but I guess my question to you, is it very individualized or is it like a fixed number? Uh, for me, it's very, in my opinion, it's individualized because I've like, I've had heat, heat stroke. Javier can attest to what happened to me after I had that heat stroke and how I lost all my strength. Um, so I'm very susceptible to the heat. <clears throat> I don't like heat. Okay. I, I like things on a little cooler side. Seventies are great, but here, for those who are like you mentioned, uh, Martin, that you were you were shivering almost, you were cold in Triton. At Triton, dress in layers. You can always put more clothing on. Okay, don't. I don't believe in that plastic shit like Bruce used to wear. You know that really like makes you sweat. Um, that could be dangerous. You don't want to dehydrate yourself. You don't want to overdo it. Um, but when you're dressing in layers, that's strictly. For body insulation, that's to keep you warm. Um, and then once you once you feel all limber and loose and warmed up, then you can start stripping some of that off uh, when you're getting ready to, to box or wrestle uh, or, or whatever. So you, you have that option of that. Um, but I do believe, Martin, that it's an individual thing because, like, you met Eddie on, on Zoom the other day, Martin. Eddie can't stand the cold, okay? He doesn't like air conditioning on. He can he can handle the heat like it's nobody's business. Whereas I can't stand the heat, you know, and I don't like it ice cold. I mean, I don't like like wintertime cold either. I'm kind of in the middle there. I'm I should probably live in Oregon or something where it's always 50 degrees. But 
So I don't know, Joe. What are your thoughts? You're the you're the licensed DMT. Well, I mean, it's definitely an individual thing, and that's the, I think the thing that comes with you know time and training. Because I've definitely learned that I need to warm up more than I think, especially as I've gotten older. Um, you know, I, I definitely think you probably want to get to the point where you're sweaty, um, and that's the thing is it's a feel thing because. You can exhaust yourself, and then that's not good. You don't want to go into a workout tired, and so that's the sweet spot: is you want to be warm but not fatigued, right? You know. And I found that like I used to kind of limber up for most of my and and uh, I found out at least like from let's say for my running that that was not enough. I, I up to like a couple years ago, um, I thought I was done with running. I thought my knees were just you know, had taken so much abuse from either the wrestling or the running that I, I couldn't do it. You know, um, you know, if I was even if I was doing like a run walk or a jog walk for a mile or a mile and a half, my knees would be inflamed for a couple of days afterwards. And I'm like, well, that, you know, I but I just coincidentally um, I kind of switched my routine up. I, I moved closer to where there's a track, uh, a running track where I can ride my bike to. And so I tried I'd ride my bike there just as actually not as a means of deliberately warming up but just 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 to transport myself there and then i would do some runs on the track and my knees were fine and i and i finally put two and two together it's like oh yeah i'm spending 10 minutes on the bike warming up before i run which was much longer normally i would just do some kind of light calisthenics for two three four minutes maybe some walking and then i would run that clearly wasn't enough um but if i actually put in 10 minutes where i got the blood flowing and like I said, I wasn't exhausted, but I was, I had worked up a light sweat. Um, I now find like, I just recently, you know, hit four miles again running, which is something I never thought I would do. And my knees are okay because I'm doing a much longer warm up. And I'm sure the same thing works for grappling. So it, it's definitely like, I, I think it's a moving target. It depends on how hot it is outside or how cold it is. Um, how old you are, what injuries you're dealing with, you know, um, you know, unfortunately, I think in a lot of workouts and classes that I've done, you just either don't have the equipment or the time to really warm up properly. But I think, again, it's a it's a feel thing. You want to get warmed up to the enough. Like I said, and I remember another wrestling coach at the Chicago Wrestling Club kind of, you know, he was he was from another country. And so he had trouble with there were some language barriers, but he was definitely like, you want to get a sweat going first before we're before we go live. You know, you don't. Yeah. And so that's, <clears throat> so yeah, I don't think there is a simple answer and it's definitely feeling your body out and maybe you err on the side of doing a little too much, you know, maybe on your initial workout and say, okay, this kind of fatigued me. I still scale it back a little. Cause if you do too little, that's where the injury, you like, it's, it may be better to be a little fatigued and then have to stop as opposed to being cold and getting injured. So, uh, yeah, I don't, there's no one size fits all, but de definitely, um, uh, and obviously stay hydrated. I mean, with the heat exhaustion, you know, uh, especially exercise induce, you know, pay attention. If if it's hot out, you know, that is, you know, like if you're in a non, uh, listen to your body and definitely stay hydrated because that'll, there's that, you know, when you're definitely going live and going hundred percent, you really have to pay attention because obviously we're in a business where, you know, we obviously you want to push yourself as hard as you can, but if you get to that heat stroke thing, you're setting yourself way back. You know, that's something you're going to live with, you know? So 
uh, again, you know, it's, I think it's a constant monitoring uh, and being honest with yourself about where you're at. And coaches have to pay attention to that too, because they can push, you know, some kids will, and students will push themselves way too hard and keeping an eye on your, on your students is something that coaches have to do. Um, Cause some, yeah, some kids are so dedicated um, that they can, they can push themselves too far. So I guess that's a long answer <laughs> to what my thoughts are on warming up and going live and things like that. So, but that's just been my experience with it. So that's a good practical, sorry, there is just a, you know, that one like, really good practical hack that you have for the situation is that if you get 10 minutes to warm up, because that's what your class gives you, then maybe wear layers to get more out of it, which like never really occurred to me because I would always just show up with a t-shirt and shorts and that's it. Yeah. Well, but getting to the heat stroke, there was a few years ago here where they were dropping like flies. I mean, some people were dying and these coaches football um, here, one of the local universities in Chicago, I don't remember which one offhand. It's not important, but what is important? It was Northwestern. Yeah, it's Northwestern. There you go. It will set you back for life. I mean, like I've never fully recovered from that heat stroke that I had in 03. Uh, no, no, it wasn't 03. It was uh, 2005. And then I had it again. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I, I had it again this summer when I had to drive Scott to Indiana to look for a car. And I did not know that there was no air. And he was on the phone talking. We had to have those windows rolled up. Uh, we were on the freeway. Man, I'll tell you, I uh, I was bad. I was in bad shape. Uh, you know, um, and I still don't think I've recovered from that. Okay, so it, it it's a bad recovery. It, it, it takes a while for you to recover from that shit. Uh, and you could do some serious or organ damage. Um, it, it's, I don't think people realize how deadly heat can be. Uh, I'm not here to compare, you know, and say, you know, the heat is worse than cold or whatever. But, you know, you, frostbite can happen in a flash too, okay? You don't, depending on the temperature, you can be outside for moments, not, not a long time, um, and get frostbite. But that can also happen in the sun uh, when you're out or not in the sun, even just in, in the heat, you know, um, you, you can just it, it'll catch up to you like automatically. You won't even know it. Next thing you know, you're keeled over. Uh, so, yeah, Joe's right. Drink water, but also your, your electrolyte system may be off kilter as well. I mean, frankly, and I'm not here to plug any product, but. Gatorade was developed because of that, you know, um, and, you know, to replenish all the other minerals that, that are lost, you know, with that, because that was out in Florida. Uh, so, um, yeah, there's a lot to it. So not only do you need to keep hydrated for sure, Joe's right. Even, even if all you have is water, that's fine. Keep it going. But, um, you know, maybe eat some fruit along the way. Uh, just you don't have to eat a whole apple or, or something juicy like a plum. Just at least get some bites, you know. Um, and it's not a bad idea to have yourself tested. Just purposely get yourself where you're sweated up, and and then have you know have some some medical tests done to see what you lose because everybody's slightly different. You know what is it that you that your body's low on now, and because, you know, it's based on your, your diet. So it, it's complex. Hey, guys, I'm going to sign off. So thanks for the advice, Tony, and I'll see you on Zoom.
yeah, I'll see you this week for the Zoom thing. Thank you. Just email me, and it's always good to uh, to hear from you, Martin. Take care and be safe. Yeah, thanks for joining. Bye-bye. <clears throat> you know, Martin, for everybody out there, Martin's pushing 50, and he's really physically fit. Um, he He's just one of those guys. He, 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 he doesn't have the brute strength. He's not a strong man, but he's a fit man, okay? And – uh, I envy that because my whole thing was always I was in, influenced by strong. <clears throat> Even before I knew Stan, before I started training with Stanley Rodvon, I, I was interested in strength. Strong men always appealed to me. You know, I wanted to have that great strength because I didn't have it. So um, I've been blessed that I've been around some strong people in my life that are like, holy shit, man, you know. Um, but the fitness is really, really important. But you again, you have to have a balance. I think I told this story on on the on the podcast once. Kevin and I, um, we there was this guy that we knew. He was probably in between our ages. His name was George. Nice guy, but George was a runner. He didn't lift weights. He just ran. He was very fit for that kind of shit. So the guys, the people used to say, "Oh, you know, he's in great shape." You know, you guys are just strong. This and that. Well, one day we had to help somebody move. Oh, George, actually, and he, what's funny is he had, he struggled because he didn't have the strength. <clears throat> so he was really exerting a lot and, and it took, it, he had to, he had to stop. Whereas Kevin and I, the stuff we were moving was nothing to us. Okay. So we appeared far more fit. And so my point is not to say don't run or only lift, but you, you do need to find a balance. My thing though is, Get good at one thing first, okay? So, like, get strong and go a little bit over your goals and then start your running because you'll lose some of your strength, but you'll still be very strong and you'll be fast or you'll have your endurance um, because it's hard to do both because, you know, at this, I mean, you do to a degree, but something is going to suffer here, all right? So that's why I tell people if you got to do workouts like that, you got to split them up, not just alternate days, but do some shit in the morning, do your other stuff at night. Okay. Um, don't run and then start lifting. You know, don't, don't run to the gym and then start lifting. That's not, it's not going to work out and rest. No matter what it is, Joe, you got to rest. Everybody has to rest, be it lifting weights or Running, you know, the funny thing about if you research any of the old strongmen, like the old timers, they one of the things where many of them were considered lazy because they slept a lot. But that's what they did. They ate and lift. They lifted and they ate. And then they slept because, you know, they wanted their, their body to recover. Nowadays with drugs, and let's be honest, a lot of people are on. There's so many people that do these performance enhancing drugs, you know. Their bodies are, they're doing workouts because their bodies are able to recover at a rate that's just not possible without um, drugs. You know, that's, uh, that's just a fact. So when people say, well, you can just pop a pill, that's not going to make you strong. No, they're, they're right. Still got to get the workouts in, but you're able to do a hell of a lot more in your workouts and you're able to do them more often because your recovery time is just no, it's an unfair advantage, but it exists. 
So for those of you who are like us, who are all natural, you got to rest. You got to rest and recuperate for sure. <clears throat> so do you have any plans for the week coming up? Well, speaking of heat stroke, um, I've got a, I got a bill in the, okay. So this is when my, my mom was, was just in a nursing home. They called me about something and I had a hard time on the phone. Um, I was struggling to talk on the phone. I said, man, my chest hurts, you know, cause I, I pulled a muscle. I knew that's what it was. And so the, the woman that I was talking to at my mom's nursing home got all scared. She hung up five minutes later or whatever it was. My phone rings. I don't rec- I thought it was her again. I answered. It's the dispatch. 911. She called emergency and sent the rescue squad out here for me. And they wanted me to go to the hospital. I said, I'm not going to the hospital. Okay. Um, I know. I just, I, I, I said, I think I had heat stroke. I'm just exhausted. They did my blood sugar and they other stuff. Um, well, I got a bill yesterday in the mail for this shit, you know, and I didn't call 911 for one. Okay. So I've got to call tomorrow and, and explain, look, what's this bill all about? I'm not the guy that called 911. I didn't get transported anywhere. I didn't leave my house. Come on. So, um, but that's about it. I don't really have any other plans. I do have to eventually paint Scott's parents' deck. I power washed it a few weeks ago and we've been having all this rain, but I got to scrape it and, and paint it soon. But Scott's not doing well physically. And if he doesn't get some changes, there's not going to be a Scott any longer. And I talked to him this morning and I said, look, you've got to get out of the VA medical system because they're not working for you. Okay. It's not helping you. You've been with the VA for decades and you've just, you're dilapidated. You're skin and bones. He can't walk. He can't breathe everything. And according to the VA, all that he's fine. All right. And he's not, he's horrible. And everybody's it's noticeable. He's lost 60, six, zero. He's lost 60 pounds. Yikes. Uh, yeah. He's he's skin and bones. He's it's terrible. So he's on Medicare, and I think he has a supplemental. And I told him, you have got to get get a Cook County whatever whatever to work with his network. But he's got to get a doctor from the city. Uh, I mentioned perhaps like somebody that's affiliated with you know Rush or some you know University of Chicago is way too far. But you know he's got to get a qualified doctor and i told him get an internist first and let he or she make the determination of where you got to go next um so he mentioned that to me this morning that he wants me to go with him so i can you know pretty much talk to the doctors and and deal with it um so he may we may do that this week so that's the answer to your question i may be going somewhere with him for his medical I do have to go with his dad. I have to take his dad to the VA on the 18th of August because the VA is large. He's got to go to the hospital, and I have to push him in the wheelchair. Scott's not capable of doing any of that, okay? So I'll, 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 I'll wheel Mr. Hall all over the place. No problem. He's a wonderful man, 91. God bless him. So, um, But that's coming up in a couple weeks or three weeks, whatever, a couple weeks. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to get back out to Chicago this week. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff around this house and I'm, I'm pretty much done. And, you know, I have a lot of catching up to do, you know, all those years where I just couldn't leave the house and I was hermited. 
and um, I want to get out and I want to make it enjoyable. I got to work on that, uh, you know, on myself uh, and just have no responsibilities for a while. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, you know, I love Chicago and I love the food and I love the people of the city and and uh, the people here, I've, I've, I've started to make a little click now that I'm able to start to go out a little bit. As I mentioned, a few people stopped over yesterday, surprised me. It was very nice. And uh, one of them, well, okay, so there was a husband and wife and then a boyfriend and girlfriend. And then the husband and wife's daughter showed up for a little while. She lives in Lake Geneva, the daughter. And then um, there was two women. One, I, I, I went over to one of them. I knew well, I knew them both, but one of them, I went over to her house a few weeks ago because I had to run some, she needed some electrical work. So I, you know me, I know electrical. So I just, I never met her before then. I, I fixed her electrical for her. I came back home. So she stopped over here and then um, Scott was here, you know, falling out. I mean, he was just in bad shape. So it was nice though. Then I, we made grilled out and I took some from my, to my neighbor across the street, some food because he's a wonderful man. That guy across the street, he always makes Mexican, you know, from he's Mexican. So he brings over Mexican dishes now and then from, for my mom and I, or for me or whatever. So I wanted to, you know, give it back. Yeah. Yeah. Reciprocate. I'd like to make him some pasta, but I got to be careful because I don't want to turn him into Italian, you know, because we don't need more of those. No, I uh, no. Well, I actually think we do, but we need. No, M- Mexico was fine. Now, if he was Polish, that's a whole different story. Yeah, convert him to to, to Italian, it'd be great. But um, I need to work on that with Martin Wodkowski. Yeah, yeah, if you had many years to try, I think he's resistant to your program. Well, we're we're going to do this. We're going to start stopping with this Wodkowski thing. That's got to end. Okay, we'll we'll go like Witkarini, Martin Witkarini, Martino. With Carini, that'll work. There you you got to come in gently, though, and you got to get everybody adjusted. It'll help his marriage for sure. I mean, what what woman wouldn't want to say, "Man, I'm married to an Italian." Think about that. You have to ask my wife. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll talk to her later tonight on Zoom too. Yeah, I always do. <laughs> no, but it's great. Um, so I'm waiting for my friend Eddie. He's he helps out at the church not like religiously uh like biblically but there's like a food pantry down the street and he volunteers there he's there all the time to help he's he does things around there that need to be done um <coughs> you know just handyman or whatever he's a wonderful guy and you know um so i'm i'm blessed to have met him i met him like what my mom's been in a nursing home it'll be three months so, you know, I met these people all within the, the last two months or so, roughly. You know, when I've been able to get out, two, let's say two and a half months, or let's call it two months that I've been able to get out now and then. But it seems like I have less time now because I did so much remodeling. Um, you know, I painted my bedroom, which I've been meaning to do since I moved in eight years ago. I got that done. I redid the deck. You'll have to see it when you come out. And hopefully you and Martin or just you, can come out this month of august because you know we can film some more stuff for the membership site um and uh maybe some other little things in and you know it'd be nice and and maybe um you know we can have a little cook out here and uh you know I, I got everything you know i can do all this now 
because you know, yeah, you know yeah well, it'll be awesome you can spend a night if you want or you'll bring your wife i don't you know i don't care you know um it's just you'll you'll see the difference you'll be shocked because i become like i think i told you before my mother got sick like jeff bezos was worth like only about like a one million dollars and since she got sick and i can't leave the house because of me he's now worth billions because I think I spent that much on Amazon for shit because I could never leave the house. So you and everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I get everything shipped by Amazon. But what I found out about Amazon, if you pay attention and, and you're not in a hurry, they buy they sell used stuff, like like returns, like like new, it'll say, or used very good condition. So I looked for that shit. And I've I've been able to get some terrific deals, like 70% off and shit like that. It's amazing. So, like, I got this storage shed that's on my deck. It's $200. I'm like, who the hell? $200? That's a lot of money. And then I said, I can't afford that. $200? Who could? They had a used like new. It was with shipping $32. Wow. $32. I'm like, you kidding me? So, I got it. It got here the next day. I put, put it together. and. I'm going to store, I got a little, some garden tools, but I'm going to, and I have a, uh, Eddie gave me a uh, moving blanket put over the top of that. And I'm going to store some of the cushions. And then uh, I'm going to get a, a bag that I can, I can keep the rest of the cushions in, you know, for bad weather. And although these are supposed to be weather resistant cushions, because <clears throat> I got those, all of those, these cushions are ridiculously expensive, ridiculously expensive. And again, Used like new. I mean, there's not even a mark on these things. $100, $100 for like $19. You, wow. You, for, for a pair, for two. Okay, so, I mean, come on. And these are like, here, they're like, these are like super, super thick. You know, real nice. As a matter of fact, I'm waiting on more to, to get delivered today and tomorrow. Okay, so um, then I'll be all caught up. Did you see my butt again? Yeah, actually, I'm trying to screen capture that for all. Yeah, the this is people. no, this is good. See, this is this is well, again we, like you know, people should come to the seminars because you don't know what Tony's going to teach. People need to watch the podcast because you don't know what you're going to see. Right. You know well, I think we definitely need to diversify what kind of our business model, and I think you're headed in the right direction with these these instincts. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You know, and I think that's exactly what this this podcast needs a little bit. We need to we we need to spice it up. Absolutely. Well, I guess we should wrap it up, buddy. Um, the old clock on the wall. And I want to thank you. And I want to thank Martin. And more importantly, well, not more importantly, because you guys are very important. You're my closest friends, really. But I want to thank the people who watch and who listen um, or who email now and then or, or stuff. And, you know, like always, if you can, guys, if you can afford the $10 a month membership, that would be awesome. Um it's a continual thing. Every month, it's a different, never before released. On a couple months, I, I put seminar footage that nobody's seen, but others, it's us, us instructing. It's really great. Um, and if you can, you know, purchase some products, that would be helpful. Um, because, you know, finding a job, I've, it's not going to happen. It's not what it's been a couple what since my mom went in, I've been looking hard. It, it's it, everything. It, it's, it just no responses or they're ridiculous. Um, so 
I, I just basically rely on the, the one seminar a month at this stage of the game. And, and uh, you know, um, so if anybody's interested in any sort of training, you know, the three, if you want to come out for three days, you want to come out for the five days um, of training here, um, please reach out. I'm, I have the time now. I mean, as far as I don't have to worry about my mom, sadly, but you know, we got the, the place is spruced up and all good. And, and you know, we can, we can really enjoy ourselves even in the nice weather or bad weather, but you know, we, you, it's full-time training really when you're here. I mean, you're not working out from morning, noon and night, but you're hanging out and throughout the day, let's say we're sitting here on the deck chilling out, I'll show you something, or you'll ask me a question, and I can say, okay, well, here, let's go right downstairs, okay, which is really awesome, because now we don't have to say, well, tomorrow when we go to the gym, I'll show you. We just go right downstairs. Um, so anyway, yes, but thank you, everybody. I appreciate the the support, and thank you, Joe, for being Italian, man, really. Um, I know you're not full-blooded. And that, let's be honest, that's, that's the important parts are Italian. Let me just say that. So, okay. Well, that's, that's, (laughs) yeah, that's too much information for me, my friend. (laughs) Well, we're going in that direction for the show. I'm just trying to, we have to, yes, we have to from now on. All right, everybody. Then I will see you guys. Joe and I will be here next week. Thank you again for watching and take care. Thank you.